Welcome to the Neuroscience for Sales Success Podcast, rewiring your brain in three, two, one. This show exists for one purpose and one purpose only, to create rapid business growth. These tactics can be applied to your career and bring instant transformation. It's brutally honest, refreshing, and proactive. It's gonna hit you where you live because it's applicable and relatable. It's unconventional and dependable. This is the show where you are developed as a leader. You are developed as a high achiever. You are developed in a way that gives you a full life, one of purpose, passion, power, and prosperity. And here is your host, Kalen Ellsbury. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show, Neuroscience for Sales Success. I am here with one of my all-time favorite people, Dan Miller. You may know him from being on the Vistage Speaker Circuit or as the number one health and wellness expert, all things health and wellness, all things for busy CEOs and executives teams. Dan, welcome. Hello, hello. <laughs> Go ahead. I kind of want to do my so funny well. voice because no one can see me. You guys, I don't take life too serious. So <laughs> hang on. It's going to be a fun half hour yeah. or whatever. Or whatever it winds up being, right? Three minutes and then we're both like, all right, this is good. Um, now, tell us a little bit about yourself for those of you who aren't as familiar with your brand. Uh, I'm Dan Miller. I like long walks on the beach and like long uh, walks to the fridge. Long walks to the <laughs> fridge. Uh, you guys, I, so I'm. Uh, how do I explain myself? I, I'm I'm following Mother, Mother Nature's program. I watched my dad die at 56 years old by not doing that. My mom died at 74 years old. They both died in pain. They both died of diseases that they created themselves. Mm. And uh, I figured, you know what, if I can give anything back to the community at large and the world itself, it's uh, let's do some gentle reminders about just how much of your health you're in charge of. And let's pay a little bit more attention to what we're doing. Why is it so hard and, and what we can do to live longer with less disease? So that's that's my goal. I have my background is crazy. I've, I've got three master's degrees. I spent some only time in three, only, only three. I spent some time in pharmaceuticals. I was originally uh, an organic chemist when I first went to school. I was at Argonne National Lab and made superconductors for a summer. So I'm a science-minded person and thought, well, science might not be the answer to our health problems in this country or in modern society. So I started looking at what we're designed for, where we used to live, what our DNA is still running a program for. And thought maybe we need to look at a little bit more evolutionary biology and some of the health problems that are going on. And maybe we all just step up and take responsibility for our own health instead of being victims. Ooh. And the problems that that creates, victims are great targets for marketing and to sell products <laughs> to. And uh, self-responsible folks that are taking control of their own health are really, really crappy consumers. And, and there's, so there's a reason why health is going the way it's going in this country. And well, everything we know about modern science and about humans and how to help them live longer, we're not doing any of it. No, no. You said something. So we're here at, what is it called? Vistage Chair 2020? Is yeah. So we're at, uh, so Vistage International is uh, is a group of, of uh, it's a peer-to-peer -peer organization where CEOs go with to meet with other CEOs from other companies to grow each other's businesses and share secrets uh, or not so secrets between between industries. So uh, this is their annual chair conference. Uh, Vistage chairs from around the world are here in San Diego for three or four days of learning. 
and I am here to hang out with some of my favorite people who happen to be Vistage chairs and have been asked to help with a speaker council meeting. And what stood out to me yesterday, y'all, like I, I met this cat off Instagram, right? That's me. I'm the cat. He's meow. the cat. Um, he always says like, I'll be there right meow. So like he gets that title and I didn't know what I was getting into. You know, I've been on the, the speaker circuit for a while, but coming to this was unlike anything. And what amazed me was like, he's the rock star of this community. And throughout the entire evening last night, he had people of all different walks of life coming up to him, shaking his hand, saying, man, you helped me lose 40 pounds. You know, you've helped me reverse diabetes. And as you all know, like I don't produce insulin, so I've got that. You know, we all need to take better control of our health. So let me, from a tactical perspective, ask you, what are two, maybe three things that everybody can do right now to take control of their health back, regardless of whatever their diagnosis is? Yeah, well, I'll do the three that I, so we set up, uh, my company sets up workplace wellness programs inside organizations, workplace wellness programs that actually return an ROI. And that's the difference between it's unheard of. Yeah, and we do. Uh, I've had one company with a two to one return after year one. I just had another company renegotiate their health their healthcare premiums down. Which, if you're in paying for healthcare in your organization, you know they never go down. This company actually negotiated lower premiums after two years of doing a wellness program. So let me tell you the three things we do there because it's, and I'm not saying they're easy. I'm saying they're simple. Number one is go to bed. Mm. eight hours of sleep a night. I don't care who you are. You don't need six. You need eight. You're lying to yourself. You're, you're fooling yourself and it's killing you. And it's easy to do and still free. So but how go many to bed. nights a week do we go to bed? Yeah, right. <laughs> Seven nights a week, eight hours a night. That's just all we get. That's, right, that's what right. we're built for. Number two thing is, is move. And back in 1960, a Japanese marketing team made up this 10,000 steps rule. It's a made up number. There's no clinical data. There's no clinical data there. All the clinical data starts right around that 7,000 mark. But what I like about 10,000, it's a round number. We all know it. Mm -hmm. Most of us can track it. So the second thing I ask people to do is just move. Stop sitting down all damn day. It's ridiculous how much we sit. Yeah. Uh, the number one cause uh, of healthcare claims in the workplace is lower back injuries, and that comes from sitting all day long. Mm-hmm. So if we stand up and we move, we don't have to move fast. We don't have to go join a gym. 10,000 steps a day. There's 16 hours in your waking day. You can get 10,000 steps pretty easy. That's number two. Number three is just write your food down. Oh, Just write it down. Because we, we suck. You guys, we suck at a lot of things with food. And and that's why the diets aren't working. The failure rate on all diets is 97% at five years. We Mm -hmm. suck at diets. We we fail. So what I found is if I educate you on what to eat, tell you why it's hard, and then just ask you to write it down on a daily basis, you will do way better. And if we hold our – you get this – we're not solo creatures. No. The more tribe we get involved, the more successful we are. I always say life moves at the speed of relationships. And, and we need that. Yeah. So the third thing is just write your food down. Now, I'm going to educate you on what to eat and what to eat without having to count calories because the things we suck at as humans, if you guys don't know, if you're listening to this and you go, I wonder what I suck at, let me tell you <laughs> because I suck at these things too. That would be our listeners, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> you suck at portion control. You're horrible at it. Oops. Yeah. You, suck at, you suck at uh, measuring how many calories you're going to eat today and how many also you true. need. So, And you suck at remembering what you ate four days ago for lunch. What are the biggest misconceptions people have or myths that they've been told about how to get healthier? 
Well, they, everyone's looking for the magic pill. Right. Oh, what supplement do I take to, to get healthier? Uh, none. We have to look at the people who are living past 100 on this planet. They have no mm. gym memberships. They have no special food. They have a huge sense of community. They move every day. They go to bed early. They wake up and get their chores done. And they have to do these things or they don't get to eat today. Mm. So a lot of these cultures, health is built as a necessity rather than a luxury that costs $250 a month at the gym with a trainer. Yeah. So it, it's because it's necessary that they're succeeding at it so well. And for us in this country, we live in a free food society. Yeah, we do. I don't pay for my food when I travel and I travel about 250 days a year. Only. I get, I get only. yeah, only. Yeah, I do. I do this a lot. You guys, I don't want people to die like my dad. So that's why I'm out here hustling and talking to people and saying, mm -hmm. here's how you get healthy. I made way more money in other ventures. I, I do this because I love what I do and yeah. I, it doesn't feel like work. And it seems like it, right? Like you're always jovial. You look like you're in good health. Um, every time we go out to dinner together, I'm like, well, now I'm with Dan. I got to pick up my portions um, <laughs> with the exception of New York City. That was cheesesteaks. Um, and so it's interesting to me when we think about things like the food pyramid, right? The bottom yeah. is grain. We need to have six portions of grain a day. Yeah. And then the top is sugars. And yet there's so many lies and myths that we've been told is what we need to have in our day-to-day yeah. -day diets that most people, they're just genuinely confused and it gets to this point where we just don't care anymore. Are you well, seeing that? Well, let me make it easy for you guys. Yeah. If you know you suck at portion control, why would you put food in your body where you have to exercise portion control? Because you suck at that. You're going to fail. Example? Give me an example. Uh, hey, just have a little bit of pizza. Just make sure your yeah, plate is yeah. smaller when you go to the Chinese buffet. Yeah, that right. Pizza, hey, if you don't have too much pasta, you'll be fine. So moderate that. How about you just have a bowl of ice cream instead of the whole pint? Mm -hmm. Good luck, you guys. You're going to suck at all of that stuff. Yeah. And I know that because you were designed to live outside and our DNA is not ready for what we've created in this country. We Ooh. have so much food that are homeless are obese. America, yeah, they are actually, um, you guys, they America throws away 40 percent of the food produced. Oops. So that's how free food is. So it's really hard. And you can just look at your dog. If you just give your dog food whenever it wants to, it'll become obese. That's what's happening to humans. Yeah. We have to start realizing we're one of Mother Nature's creatures. And if we start acting more like our dog and less like humans, like we're some gifted thing, we're an animal. We're a hairless monkey that lives in cities. It's time to start acting more like an animal. Especially we, Dan, because he's bald. Super, <laughs> super bald. Is there a such thing? Yeah, it's, okay. a, I, it's a solar panel. It's how I get my energy. So my listeners, it's a combination of a wow, that was good. That was good. So we're listeners. Um, we're combined entrepreneurs, CEOs, VPs of sales. We've got some church friends in here. We've got some people who have cystic fibrosis in here. We've got quite a, a gamut of people. And the one thing I've heard from every high performing person um, who has alcohol is I'd rather skip my meal and have a few glasses of wine at night or some alcohol mm -hmm. Tell us about why that may not be the best strategy or how they can incorporate that. Well, I just don't understand why we would sacrifice raw materials to build a new human for a toxic poison that kills one out of 20 people. So this well, is a statistic a lot good. of people don't know. The yeah. World Health Organization reports that alcohol kills one out of every 20 people you meet worldwide. My goodness. And that's as a direct result, not an indirect result from traffic accidents. This is a direct result from the 200 diseases that alcohol creates. Yeah. So if why would we sacrifice raw materials so that we can get drunk? 
And what, what do you mean by raw material? So food food is raw materials. Yeah. If you don't okay. put good raw materials in, your output will suck. Mm. All right. So we have this fuel discussion in this country, and this is not the discussion we need to have. We can have a fuel conversation in rural India where there's people starving and they need fuel. Mm-hmm. In the United States, we don't need fuel. We have fuel everywhere. it's a luxury. Right. We need raw materials, good raw mm. materials. So think about this when you're listening. You give your children French fries. You tell me if there's anything to make new kid in there, or is it just a bunch of fuel that tastes delicious? I'm going to say fuel that tastes delicious. No raw materials to make a new kid in French is fries. Is salt a raw material? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not in those quantities. And the fact that it's deep fried in a vegetable oil that locks your vasculature but that's in vegetables. place. Yeah, that's Yeah. <laughs> I always tell people, you ever see an oily vegetable in your garden? You guys, we're not supposed to be turning this stuff into oil. So this is easy. I'll, I'll make food super easy. If you can't find it outside where you live, if it's not a plant or it's not one of the fuzzy creatures running around outside where you live right now, then you need to question why you're eating it and why you're eating it so often. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a big fan of, on occasion, having brownies, which means something different in Colorado than it, it does well, in most places. the same thing in San Diego. Right. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of that. If you want to have brownies, have brownies. But how often are you having them? And why are they in your house so that you snack on them all day? There's a time and a place for having a feast. And it's not every day. No, it's like extreme events. Yeah. It was funny. Yesterday we were talking about um, some of the, the vegans out there. And love you if you're vegan. And for me, it's not quite something I'm excited about yet. And they had this vegan birthday party and like the cake was watermelon with like almond paste. Happy birthday. And it's like, that's the one time you cannot be vegan because what makes a birthday party great? Cake. cake. Like have it. Yeah. Just don't have it daily or weekly. And for some of us, it's not cake. It's the, the sugar in our coffees. For some of yeah. us, um, we mindlessly eat sugar and then wonder why we're not performing at the level we want to perform at. And then we blame it on everything else rather than that accountability. Is that what you're seeing? It, I'm, that's what I'm seeing. I'm, and I'm seeing the pharmaceutical companies and the food companies and modern medicine, they're all banding together to say, look, it's not your fault. It's really hard. Take these pills. You're going to be fine. Ooh. Eat the healthy snack foods. You guys, if it's got ingredients, if there's plural ingredients there, it's not something you're supposed to be eating every day. Ooh. That's not how we're built. So I tell people, look, I can get you on a food program, not a diet, completely change the way you look at food and never count calories again and still lose weight, never count portion control again and still lose weight. And then on occasion, you have a giant feast and still have pizza. I have a gentleman uh, who's off of 14 medications. His doctor took him off of everything. He lost 68 pounds in six months and he still gets pizza every month. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So grains, the oldest grain known to man is somewhere between 12 and 14,000 years old. What is that? The oldest grain. It's one of the, it's an ancient grain like amaranth or, you know, one of the ones that nobody even knows how to pronounce, right? So we've only had grains for 12 to 14,000 years. And what we know about human evolution in the genome is the human genome to adapt to to an environmental change takes between 20,000 and a million years. Mm-hmm. So grains are sugar. They're all sugar. Um, a lot of them don't have any water in them. Most of them don't. No. So when we think of any other sugar in nature, think of any vegetable, any fruit, even the legumes, some of the nuts and seeds have a little bit of, of carbohydrates. We always, with sugar in nature, we see water, we see fiber, and we see an appropriate amount of chewing per the amount of sugar in the product. Mm-hmm. Are we getting that with grain? There's no water. Most of modern grains today have almost no fiber. If they do, they've been added back in. 
So now I have a sugar with just some chewing. And Ooh. I took away two of the things that stopped me from hurting myself with that. Yeah. So for you to count portion control and calories with pizza, good luck. Because yeah. I've accidentally eaten a large pizza by myself, accidentally, because it's so damn delicious. You just it's keep so shoveling good. it in there. It's so good. Now try that with carrots or yeah, with raspberries. Like or one. Yeah. You just, <laughs> you can't hurt yourself with her foods. And if we just watch her rules and pay attention, life gets easier. So if you want the ultimate health plan, I want you to take your family. I want you to go camping for a week. In a tent, not glamping with a Dang TV it, and a, again. yeah, <laughs> right. So you go, you go way into nature. Don't bring food with you. You got to find it all out there. So take Is your family. in camping. <laughs> I think this might not be here at the at the Hyatt either, but we're well, close. We're, we're getting there, y'all. Go on. <laughs> so take your take your family and go camping for a week. Everything you're supposed to be doing, you will do out there without me telling you. Yeah. You'll sleep like you're supposed to sleep. You'll move like you're supposed to move because that's the only way to eat. You'll eat only the foods you can find out there. You're going to get sweaty. You might get cold. There won't be stress unless a bear chases you. By the way, if you find raspberries in nature, the bears know where you are too. So be careful. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> not for the bears. Yeah. yeah, not for the bears. That's that's one happy creature. And what's so funny is last time... Um, so Jeff always tries to surprise me and sometimes he listens to the show. So sorry, babe, I'm riding you out on this one. And he tried to surprise me by taking me to this like exclusive glamping resort. Right. And I was just so like, yeah, this is going to be perfect. It's out in the Sequoias. So excited. We get there and there's no electricity and we didn't pack for this. It's like three hours up into this windy road and I'm not going back down because I'm already nauseous. And it was for an entire week. And I wanted to half murder him, half was super grateful because then that experience became the hiking. And like we did went, we wound up driving three hours south to get like hot dogs and stuff so we could cook them over a fire. But like just that experience of like being out in nature, being by the fires, waking up and hiking, it wasn't the glamping I was expecting. It wasn't a cute little mountain resort, but it was the wilderness. And I think that that's something that everybody in America should get back to is experiencing a week without electricity at the very least, because it'll shift things within you that you may have forgotten about. Um, is that anything you put in your program? That, that's, ex <laughs> that's exactly what I want people to do and, and still live in modern society. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I really want that mentality. Yeah. How do I get food? Well, you get up and move to go get your damn food. You can't just sit there and order Uber Eats and think that that, hey, that's, mm -hmm. that's beautiful. I love that's that. Great product. But, <laughs> but, it's, it circumvents everything we're built for. Now yeah. I don't have to move and yet I get to eat. And you guys, I don't know anyone who's listening personally, but I know that you're lazy once you've eaten. Yeah. You just are. If I feed you a lot of food, you will be incredibly lazy. If I feed you a lot of food and I let you have sex, you will be incredibly, the laziest you've ever been is when you're well-fed and well-sexed because that's the only two things you woke up for today mm. as, a, as a species it's find foods so you can make new species. That's that's how we're built. Yeah. And once you do both of those things, you're not going to the gym. Yeah. You're going to want to. And then you beat yourself up. And this is the big problem right that's now. That's the NLP oh, side of this. <laughs> I hate myself. I Hey, if you say you hate yourself, you're going to start to match the physiology behind that. And yeah. your actions will start to be those of hating yourself, which yes. are a problem. Yep. State causes physiology, causes behavior, causes yeah. habit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's... It, so the the words you use are, I'm a healthy, happy human being. 
that's your words every morning when you look in the mirror, because then what's going to happen is your physiology and your actions start to match the fact that you're a happy, healthy human being, because happy, healthy human beings don't eat brownies every day. They don't have the gigantic sugary Starbucks with 90 grams of sugar in it that they suck down in a half an hour. Which he's saying that as I'm having this sugary Starbucks, y'all. I I did not get to control what she ordered. (laughs) Next time, next time. Okay, so as we wrap up in this next couple of minutes, busy executive, always on the road, always traveling, high stress environment. What do you eat in a day? Tell me about your diet so we know what to do. Just so you guys know, I don't study nutrition. I study what the longevity experts are telling us and what the longevity experts, and we can go to any work from any longevity expert that you've heard of, whether it's Walter Longo or David Sinclair. We eat way too much food to live a long, healthy life. So I fast a lot more than people think I do. Not only intermittent fasting is built into my day, but there's some days I just don't eat. And then there's two days in a row that I just don't eat. So I do a lot of fasting a lot more than people think. And that helps me maintain my sub 10% body fat when I'm on the road 250 days a year. But when I do eat, my rule is single ingredient, mostly plants, sometimes animals. Mm. And that's it. Single ingredient food. Steak is a single ingredient food. Steak is a health food, especially if that cow was well treated, grass fed, grass finished, pastured, uh, slaughtered humanely. That is a carbon neutral animal and it's still a health food. It's very, very similar to wild elk. Mm-hmm. But when I travel, because it's hard to find really good beef and chicken, I'm always yeah, like going to prioritize. Grass isn't in the hotel coolers, yeah. y'all. So I'm going to try, I'm going to focus on wild caught fish and some of the crustaceans, and then mostly vegetables and fruit. And and I can do that anywhere. Anywhere in the world I can get fruit, vegetables, and some sort of fish or seafood. That's Easy. Amazing. That's yeah. true. That's true. I remember there was this one time somebody was like, well, I just can't find um, health food anymore. And the person was like, it's right by the unhealthy food. You yeah. just got to look. And so maybe we, as a society at times, we make it more complicated than it has to be. Single ingredient, Mostly vegetables, mostly occasional, plants. Mostly plants. Thank yep. you. Uh, mostly plants, occasional meat. Right? We got yeah, this. Okay, yeah. Sometimes animals. And the reason I don't say meat is because fish is lumped into a different category and eggs is, but it's sometimes animals. Ooh. And hey, we're in Southern California. Yeah. Lots of plants. Lots it's okay of to be plant heavy in Southern California. You move to Northern Alaska in January, or Fargo, North Dakota, or Fargo, North, North Dakota, Dakota. <laughs> or, or Bismarck, North that Dakota. Place. Yeah, go up there in the winter and tell me if you see plants, because then you're going to want to be a little bit more animal heavy. You're going to want a little bit more animal fat in your diet. Mm-hmm. You're not getting as much sunlight. You're not getting the same amount of movement. We're going to have to switch our diet seasonally based on where we live. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just if you're going to take a life of an animal to survive. You you have the obligation to make sure that there was less suffering in that animal if you can afford it. So beautiful. So good. So let's wrap up. Where do they find you? Where do they get more info? Where do they bring you into their company? I'm so easy to find. DanMillerWellness.com. DanMillerWellness.com. We'll put the link in the show notes, photo of him so you can see how ripped he is. And uh, as you get back into your 2020 and you accelerate your own growth, Just remember that your diet and your lifestyle absolutely contribute to how you elevate. That's it. We're out. Bye. Bye. As we wrap up today, do not forget. Do not rob yourself. I want you to check out kaylinellsbury.com backslash podcast. And on that site, you will see a link to download a 
30-page special report on how to leverage neuroscience for sales success. Do yourself a favor, kaylinellsbury.com backslash podcast. Get yourself that executive briefing and start implementing.